confirmation that I'd be doing, that I was privileged to do. And the more I began to wrestle with this idea, the more I, I couldn't help but return back to the now famous clinical psychologist Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you've heard of Jordan Peterson, but Jordan Peterson is the, book, is the, is the, is the author of a, a now quasi-famous book, 12 Rules to Life, An Antidote for Chaos. 12 Rules to Life, An Antidote for Chaos. He also wrote another book called The Maps of Meaning. And to kind of give you an idea on the way Jordan Peterson has kind of structured his life and structured his work, in my opinion, he's kind of like Aristotle. He's got a lot of great wisdom. His philosophy is very tight, very sound. Reason is not anything he's lacking. But there is something, but he is lacking Christianity. He's not, he's not what you would call a Christian. He doesn't profess to be a Christian. He says that Christianity is reasonable. He likes Christianity. He thinks we can learn from it. But is not one to subscribe to it. So what I would call Jordan Peterson, if you will, he's kind of like a, the perfect pagan. A guy who, who longs to bring order out of chaos and yet has not completely embraced the Holy Spirit. And that's okay. We can work with that. We can, we can certainly, there's certainly a direction we can go with that. But more and more, the more and more I read him, the more and more I see that he shows us, maybe by the via negativa, why we need the Holy Spirit. And it's exactly within the title of his book. To be an antidote for chaos. To be an antidote for chaos. If you listen to, more, to some of his speeches, what you'll, what you'll hear is that, that, that this world, this life, what we have is pure suffering. What we endure is something that we were not meant to endure. Something that's brutal. Something that's painful. Something that's miserable. And the best thing you can do is to take responsibility for your misery. To take responsibility for your loneliness, to take responsibility for the things that you lack and bring order out of chaos or do the best that you can. But the fact of the matter is, and one of the things that he acknowledges, and I think we can all realize, is that as much as we might try to bring order out of chaos, as much as we might try to right what is wrong in our lives, what is right, what right, what is right, right, excuse me, I gotta, gotta get this down, okay. <laughs> right the things that we are trying to get right. As much as we try and do that, we fail time and time again. And that's another point that he makes. Is that he says that human beings have a conscience. Clinical psychologist is saying this. I think he's right. I think he's on to something. Human beings have a conscience. A. B. Human beings cannot determine their own values. We can't. We cannot make up our own values. We are given some values based off of the way we were created based off of how we were made. And the fact of the matter is, is time and time again, we violate our conscience, and we violate our values, and we no longer choose to acknowledge what we are actually meant to follow deep within our hearts. This is called what the Catholic Church calls sin. It's something that we do wrong, something that we, where, we, where we disobey the prophet that is speaking within our minds. The, the compass that shows us how to act rightly, how to act wrongly. And in doing so, we choose to act wrongly. And what, and what Peterson makes the point of is that this stuff keeps us up at night. And the best that we can do is simply keep going. The best that we can do is simply keep going. And that's what the world has to offer. That's the struggle that the world is in right now. The world is chaos. The world is suffering. The world is confusion. It's misery. 
and it has no way to get itself out. The sins that we have committed, the sins that the people in the world commit are sins that stay with us. And they live within us and they fester within us in forms of resentment, in forms of regret, in forms of sadness, in forms of depression. And all these things are completely, completely permanent unless something happens. One of the points that he makes is that we can't absolve ourselves because we can't change our values. We don't have that power. We need something else. We need someone else. And that's where the Catholic Church steps in. That's where Jesus Christ steps in. That is why we need Jesus. Because we live in a world full of order, full of chaos. Not only are we living in a world full of order and chaos, but we've actually contributed to it. We've contributed to this sin. We've contributed to this confusion. We've contributed with our own failures. And that is where the Holy Spirit comes into play. In today's gospel, Jesus looks at his disciples and says, Peace be with you. Let that sink in. Here these men are in a pagan world. In a world that's turned its back on God. In a world where forgiveness can't be found. In a world full of chaos. And he says, peace be with you. This is something that only God can possibly bestow because only somebody outside of this chaos can possibly give us something that's an antidote for this chaos, and that is peace. And what does he tie into this beautiful thing called peace? What does he tie into this beautiful tranquility? He shows them his hands and his sides. He shows them the sacrifice that he makes. And he breathes on them. And he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the antidote for chaos. And here's how you're going to receive it. And here's how you're going to spread it. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. And whose sins you retain are retained. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. And whose sins you retain are retained. That is the beauty of the Holy Spirit. That is what the third person of the Trinity has to offer us. The peace that we long for, the peace that we desire, and the peace that can only come through the forgiveness of sins. And yet the Holy Spirit goes on so much further. The other reason, the other, the other reading that I could have read to you for the gospel, the other option, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the advocate. And he will teach you everything. And he will be with you and he will dwell with you. And that he will never, ever abandon you. And that's the other aspect of the Holy Spirit that you and I can cling to. While yes, it might heal the chaos that you and I may have sown in this world, it also gives us the strength and the ability to bring order into the world of chaos that you and I see. To bring order into the sinful world ruled by the devil, ruled by the evil one, ruled by the one that's trying to bring it all down. The Holy Spirit is the anti-gravity that allows us to raise it up. And that is the beauty of what this, this beautiful feast day is all about, Pentecost. Pentecost is where the church is born, where a new creation is made. And whenever you and I are sealed with an incredible gift called the Holy Spirit... 
we first received the Holy Spirit at baptism. Remember whenever Jesus says, unless you are born of water and the Spirit, the Spirit, you cannot have eternal life. You cannot have peace. But that Spirit, that beautiful gift that was bestowed upon us is sealed permanently with the beautiful gift of confirmation. Confirmation which gives us the power not only to receive more forgiveness, but also to give forgiveness, to give peace, to give the grace of the Holy Spirit to other people by being their witnesses and by being like God to them. That's what we celebrate today. The birth of the church, the birth of the Holy Spirit, the fact that you and I finally have an antidote to chaos. And so if anybody ever asks you, why do we need the Holy Spirit? Why do we need the church? Why do we need the sacraments? Remind them that this is our only way to have true peace. Because there's no way peace can come amidst a world so full of pain, so full of suffering, so full of misery. It has to come from someone above it. It has to come from Jesus Christ. Amen.